Welcome to episode 323 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis, here with Chico, and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And I am Ollie Spike, and I am joining once again from Dharawal country. Hello, Ollie. Hello, Mel and Chico. <laughs> it's nice to catch up with you again. And look, uh, Mel, I better say it up front. We, we do have a bit to get through in the episode this week, so uh, forgive us for being a little prompt in jumping straight into things, but it's very exciting. Uh, and aside from the roving reports and Dazzers and even Rachel at Club Corner a bit later, we've got Sarah. We do. Yeah, so Sarah Jefferson joining us shortly for a rundown of the Palm 23 events. So we can't keep Sarah waiting. No, best we don't do that. But we do have time for a bit of a recap. And Mel, you did have an adventure. <laughs> it might fall more <laughs> in the misadventure kind of category this week. You might want to share that. Yes. Saturday did not start well when after a late night editing to get the pod finished, my 5am alarm failed to go off. I had set a backup alarm, but stupidly, this was an hour later. So by the time I glanced at my watch, it was 6.30 a.m. Oh, you may recall I was supposed to be travelling with Chris Fraser and some quick calculations deduced that it was going to be impossible to pick him up from the city and make it to Frankston by 8 a.m. So I rang him in a panic and he said, go straight there, I can go to Parkville. So off I set, minus my morning kombucha, green tea and coffee. It was just over an hour's drive to Frankston Nature Conservation Reserve Park Run on Bunyurong Country, which I also profiled in episode 269. Jodie and Brendan were already there and I made the decision to join Brendan to walk the course and have a chat while Jodie barcode scanned. Frankston is a one-loop course on a fire trail with a gradual uphill for the first three and a half kilometres. Maybe if I ever go back, I will remember to pause and admire the view of the bay from the highest point. I roll. Also present was South Australian statesman and adventurer Errol Poole, who walked back after his run to join us, and Michelle Taylor, who was on Finish Tokens. It was Event 59 with the lovely Kate Mason as RD, managing the 146 finishers and 16 volunteers, with Brad Gossett taking his own veteran men's 40 to 44 age category record by five seconds, running 1827. This record stood for 42 weeks. It was my second visit to Frankston, which prompted me to ponder how many Victorian events I have done twice. I checked. And of hmm. the 106 events in Victoria, I've completed 48 at least twice. Afterwards, we headed to Rosie's Kitchen Pantry for a very lovely catch-up brunch and an extended park faff. And that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> but do you want to know why my alarm didn't go off, my 5am alarm, Ollie? Yes, yes. So you have to be really careful when you're tired and setting alarms because sometimes they're set for particular days of the week and mm. my 5am alarm that I toggled quickly on in my hurry to jump into bed is my Sunday morning junior's alarm. <laughs> so that's why it didn't go off. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Mel. So lesson learned. 
<laughs> yes. But yes. I, I will just add, I was feeling terribly guilty that I didn't get to pick up Chris and enjoy a park run day with him, but I did pick him up from the airport on Friday and take him for a freedom walk of the Ainsbury Forest. Oh, very nice. So we did get to catch up. All was not lost. Yeah, that's right. And I trust Chris still enjoyed his park run day morning. I believe so. But Ollie, there's more exciting news. I did post a spoiler. I don't know if you saw. Which spoiler are you referring to, Mel? <laughs> the one that says where you did park run. Yes. Yes, I did, did you park not see, run. Did you not see the I post? I saw that. Oh, I saw okay. the post. I saw the post. You're tricking me. Okay. Tell us about it. Well, yeah, look, I went somewhere else. And <laughs> uh, apologies to uh, one adventurer uh, that I wasn't at home. But this last parkrun day was an opportunity I was aware of uh, for an adventure. And after a bit of chat over the weekend prior, I was a little more motivated and uh I had a bit of support, so had chatted with uh, Beck, one of the Bailey shot, and uh, teed up to travel with her and housemate Lance. Sorry, housemate Lance. Oh, it's Lance. We've been saying it wrong. We have. We have. And I do apologise, Lance. Yeah, one job. One (laughs) job. And so, look, we'd considered a few options, as I suggested in the pod last week. There was a bit of consideration to travel north, It wasn't really fixed, but there was always going to be a a bit of a lean towards a few of the events in Sydney that none of us had been to previously. And so Chipping Norton Parkrun was the destination. Uh, So Chipping Norton Parkrun, which is in the southwest of Sydney, is in the, well, it's it's in the land of two traditional custodian areas. So the Thurawal people, um, which inhabited the southern side of the Georges River and the Darug people to the north and west of the river. And Chipping Norton is on the south side of the river. Uh, We arrived relatively early, thanks to me planning a bit of contingency in and taking a wrong turn, eating up some of said contingency, (laughs) but were greeted by RD Nazarene. Uh, Nazarene, who had, in fact, become the event director following COVID and had been instrumental in helping bring back the event from its floods that it experienced in last year's Sydney floods. Was that last year, actually? I've lost track of the years, Mel. Um, But it it was in that sort of time frame. (laughs) But we had an opportunity to gather to meet a few of the other park runners. I also met another another visitor who was from nearby Sandon Point. It's nearby to me. That is in Shell Harbour, not so much to Chipping Norton. And it turns out that he was the event director at Sandon Point. So, um, yeah, all the the South Coast event directors on, on the road. Um, took on the course, uh, which is a lovely out and back course. I had visited it as part of the longest run in one of the previous years uh, on the Sydney longest run, but it's an out and back course in two directions, west along the Georges River and then come back past and then east. Uh, it was hot and sunny and uh, I was, I suppose, spending most of the park run trying to keep up with Lance <laughs> before I managed to manage to find a bit of energy reserves there. Couldn't catch the the front park runner though with the pram though. 
those pram runners are something else. Did you overtake Lance? <laughs> I did. I did. Nice work, Ollie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's my little bit of satisfaction. He's hard to catch. But <laughs> it, it was a fantastic morning. The volunteers were lovely. The sunshine was great. Uh, and I was able to take a photo with Nazarene and Michael and myself to have a fellow ED photo. I don't get too many of those ED catch-ups. And a photo of Michael who was sailing his seventh sea to become a pirate. Oh. So, yeah, that was very exciting. Then afterwards, housemate Lance had canvassed the locals and found out that there was, in fact, a nearby market just 100 or 200 metres down the road. So we, we moved the car down there. We found some coffee. We found some bacon and egg rolls. And we even found a Picton Park runner, uh, not the office lady, selling uh, cider and apples. So we had to purchase some of that too. So fantastic morning. I suppose my mishap, Mel, was in the car on the way home. Uh, it was discovered that I got something wrong in the calculation of the number of seas I had sailed and I'm now a pirate. Holy <laughs> That was going to be my next question. How are you going on your pirate challenge? When I saw you at Chipping Norton, I thought, oh, uh. I wonder if you're um, getting close to that pirate status. And there you go. Accidental pirate. Oh, and you didn't even get to dress up. You would have liked <laughs> to have worn the eyeliner. but <sighs> <laughs> One job. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, didn't even click when I was taking the photo of someone else becoming a pirate. One job. Mm. But, oh, yeah, well. so it was nice to have an adventure. It sounds like a good adventure and how wonderful to catch up with a couple of fellow ADs. That's a nice bit of um, synchronicity. That's right. But that wasn't everything going on on Park Run Day weekend or Park Run Day over the weekend. I'm not sure how I say that, Mel. <laughs> uh, a few launches. Yeah, there were. So we had three events launch silently in Australia. We had Maria Creek Reserve in South Australia. Now, this is a slightly removed event, would you say? It's not It's not up around Adelaide. Mm, a little more remote. Yeah, a little bit more remote. So they mm. had uh, 49 participants. We had Point Hut Pond in the ACT bringing the total number of events in the ACT to nine now. So they launched with 275 participants. And we had a new event in your very own home state, Ollie, New South mm. Wales, with Australian Standing Stones, which I believe is in the suburb of Glen Innes. And they had 74 participants for their first event now, interesting to note the acronym for Australian Standing Stones, Ollie. <laughs> Not quite as cool as the recent POW in Victoria. <laughs> Do you want me to say it? <laughs> well, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Ass. Yeah, it's the ass. But look, <laughs> on that very tasteful note, welcome to our fellow parkrun communities and well done to the event teams in getting those up and running. Um, yes. I also, I also, or I think we have had some interesting um, challenges suggested to us too that could potentially involve the new Ars Parkrun and maybe the two uh, black butt associated parkruns, but maybe that's a conversation for Park Faf one day. That's right. That's right. Oh, but <laughs> 
Yeah, so plenty going on. And Mel, there was even more going on. We do have a couple of roving reports, as I mentioned earlier in the pod. So before anything else, let's have a listen to those. Good morning, Parkrunners. It's Tracy Natutu, and I'm here with Nicole, otherwise known as Here's to You, Mrs. Robinson, because we're down in Sydney and we're at Centennial Park today. We're going to Centennial Park Parkrun. Okay, we found the area and lots of people are turning up. Um, so, took us a while to get here because some idiot got lost with the GPS and went the wrong way. <clears throat> Never mind. But I has the coffee, I has the yellow towel walkers vest and I was ready to go and it's looking good. Beautiful day, absolute cracker of a day here in Sydney actually. We've walked here from, where did we stay? Darlinghurst? Potts Point? Somewhere like that. Yeah, Nicole's nodding going, yes, okay. Um, one of us is not geographically challenged. Anyway, we walked here, saw some really lovely buildings, um, um, we're going to go back later and check them all out. Uh, I think we saw the reservoir and a church, couple of churches, op shops and bookstores. So, yep, anyway, I'm going to go see who I can chat to. Hey, park runners, I'm out here on Centennial Park Run course, and you know what? I found a horse marshal. Oh, my goodness, this is exciting. Um, and it, it's David, isn't it? Yes, David, hi. Hi. Uh, David, what's your role here? Uh, well, this uh, is the first marshal spot on the course, and Centennial Park has a lot of uh, equestrian centres nearby, so people ride. So the rules for parkrun are if uh, a horse needs to cross, we actually have to stop the parkrun runners, wow. uh, allow the horse to cross, and then uh, resume the run. Wow. How many times has that happened? Uh, it has happened a few times, and it almost happened this morning. Oh, goodness. What, just as Parkrun was starting? Yeah, actually, just before. We started a few minutes late today, and that was really fortunate because wow. uh, this equestrian uh, rider today, she needed to exit. And, uh, yeah, if that was last week, uh, we would have had to uh, stop about uh, 400 people. Wow. Oh, right. <laughs> That's fascinating. Um, so, horse marshal, who knew? So, David, tell me about your Parkrun history. Uh, you're volunteering today. How yep. many times have you done Parkrun? Uh, I've done 50. 50? Good Yeah, work. and volunteered a, a few times. So I yeah. try and volunteer sort of one out of ten. Good on you. And is this your home Parkrun? This is home, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I live uh, very very nearby. This is my backyard, Centennial ah, Park. I love it. Okay, thanks for chatting with me, horse marshal. How are you? Welcome. I have finished Centennial Park Run and I have found Jeremy, who is the run director for today. And Jeremy tells me it was his first time. Jeremy, how did you go? Uh, I think I went all right today. Um, everybody seemed to listen mainly when I did the, the welcome briefing. Um, and I don't think we lost anybody on course. So that's pretty much a success. Or not that you know of anyway. Yeah, not that I know of at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. it's all good. And a bit of a cheer. What's going on? So we are basically just in the process of breaking down. Um, everybody's going to put all the equipment away. All of the volunteers have had their photo taken. We're all just basically now uh, uploading the results, going to head off for a coffee mm. and see what happens from there. And that's nice. all good. And then go on with our normal Saturday activities. And how long have you been at this park run, Jeremy? Uh, I've been park running probably for about two and a bit years now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with COVID in the middle, meaning that we didn't get to run for about six months. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's been about that. I've done, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 park runs now and about five or six volunteers. Good on you. Right, and did you good. enjoy run directing today? Yeah, it was all good. It's all good. It's fabulous. Yeah, good on really you. Thank you for having us. That's all right. It's a pleasure. 
Okay, heading off now in search of coffee, breakfast and other important things. Um, that was Centennial Park Run. Uh, important things to note, it's at Mackay Sports Ground. Centennial Park is a big place, so you probably should find out where exactly Mackay Sports Ground is before you go to Centennial Park. It is a 7 o'clock start, which is unusual for New South Wales. It has toilets here. Uh, there are a lot of doggos on course, which is just fantastic, but they're all very well behaved today. Shout out to the beautiful Ellie, who really wanted to run, but her owner had a sore leg. Great area. We saw horses, ducks, geese, heard the kookaburras. We didn't get lost. So, great day. Cheers. See you later. Hello, fellow parkrun adventurers. This is David trying my hand as a first-time roving reporter. I first found out about the podcast when I was interviewed back in March 22 by Sarah at Mount Clarence Parkrun at Albany, Western Australia, when I was touristing around WA. I ultimately completed 42 park runs around WA to bring my total different park runs to 185 after previously completing others in all states except Tasmania and Northern Territory. Today I am challenge chasing Prime Event 103 at Garby Park Park Run, east of Perth in Western Australia, just 5 kilometres from the airport. Garby Park Park Run starts in a parkland by the Swan River. The course is well signposted and is mainly flat. It consists of one large two kilometre loop of the park running on gravel trails under tree cover and a second smaller one kilometre loop partially overlapping the first loop in the opposite direction giving you your first opportunity to see other runners and finally a two kilometre out and back stretch on tarmac along the river's edge including a short footbridge near the turnaround point there is ample parking toilets barbecues a playground for the kids and a cafe above the Ascot Kayak Club. This therefore also allows the option of a paddle or a dip after the run, but mosquito repellent is recommended due to the proximity to the river. I have run here twice before and tail walked also. I will see who I can find to talk to after my run. Run over and I had the delight today of a bee deciding to kamikaze inside my shirt at the one kilometre mark and sting me, so that's something different. At least it's not running into a kangaroo, which I've done before. I'm here with Matthias talking about his journey to 50 park runs. Yeah, it took me a while. I started back in 2014, had a park run that doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, was doing well until all of a sudden I hurt my foot. I had no idea what was going on. If I'd go for a run, the foot would just hurt for days. Uh, after seeing a couple of different podiatrists, um, couldn't get a good diagnosis or getting it fixed. I just got really disillusioned and stopped running for years. Then finally, I went and saw another podiatrist that other runners recommended who just, as soon as they saw the x-ray, they said, that's your problem right there. You need to get a carbon foot plate in your shoe. And, and here I finally am, having managed to hit 50 park runs three weeks ago. Well, congratulations. There's lots of park run stories out there about people who have returned to park run or turned their life around. So congratulations on your 50. Yeah, thank you. And I'm here with Kale, who is the husband of the run director. Tell me about your parkrun story. So I started uh, parkrun because uh, I used to be a mountain biker on a Saturday morning. Used to disappear for hours. Uh, the missus and the boys started running. So it was about family time, spending time with them. And it's just gone from there. You know, the community, uh, just getting out, running, having, uh, having fun. Uh, breakfast after the run, can't beat that. So yeah. Yes, it's really a great community thing. It's not just for runners, it's, it's very inclusive. 
that's it. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how slow you are. It's, you're out there, you're doing it. So, um, yeah, no, you can't beat that. I'm here with Noel and he was tail walker today, which is the 45th time he's been tail walker out of 77 volunteers. So tell me about your parkrun story, Noel. Oh, I like it, the people, you're seeing different places that you norm, norm, uh, normally wouldn't venture to. And um, when you're tail walking, you get there and you can actually look at off the path or your track or whatever you're running on. You can actually see the bushland, the river, the people. You're not concentrating on every step you're taking. It's just a great feeling it brings you. Thank you, Noel. Great job. Keep it up. That's David checking out now from a very friendly park run at Garvey Park Park Run. Happy adventuring. And thank you to our roving reporters. Ollie, a new debut from David Messenger coming to us over there at Garvey Park with Matthias, Kale and Noel. And I was interested to know Garvey Park only 5K from the airport. Hmm. Handy one for planning. Yes, <laughs> yes. Always like to know those ones. Yeah, and, and look, I haven't measured it, but Centennial Park wouldn't actually be too far from the airport either, just slightly more complicated in the logistics side of things. But thank you to Tracy uh, for joining us from Centennial as well. Uh, I was particularly impressed in her finding the horse marshal. I have walked out of Sydney Airport down to Centennial Park. I can tell you it's five kilometres. Oh, there we go. And my little suitcase will tell you that too because it nearly wore its wheels off. So a parkrun podcast about five-kilometre reports, and that's kind of fitting. <laughs> anyway. But now we've got a special guest to introduce Ollie. That's right. That's right. We mentioned it earlier, and it's finally time to talk about Palm. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah from the West Side. Thanks, Mel and Ollie, for having me. Very excited to be here. Now, we've brought you on to give us the rundown of all the activities that we've got planned. So, are you ready to roll into it? Should we jump straight in? We haven't we haven't done small talk, but we've got a lot to get through. <laughs> well, we'll have to do small talk afterwards at least, but uh, we, we are kind of excited. So, Sarah, over to you. Very excited. Um, all I can say is make sure you get lots of rest before you head over to the west side. I think um, it's going to be a very busy few days. Um, so we'll kick off our um, Palm Weekend on Friday afternoon around 4.30pm, um, meeting down at Cottesloe Beach. So we'll complete a freedom run um, starting at Cottesloe Surf Club, followed by a dip in the Indian Ocean, fish and chips, and hopefully watching an amazing sunset. Saturday morning, we'll head um, to UWA Park Run. Hoping that lots of people can tick off a U course or a West. Lots of West Australian history around the site as well. Also across the road, there's Matilda Bay, so you can go and check out the Swan River. Also head around to the famous Crawley Boat Shed. You've probably seen lots of these pictures on Instagram. Um, would you believe I've lived here for seven years and I've actually never got a photo there? So maybe I need to change that on Palm Weekend. Oh, there we are. Group photo. There we are. Sounds like a plan. We'll then um, head to the um, University Club for breakfast after that, followed by the recording of the pod. Just so you know, if people are not hiring a car, really easy spot to get to going with the 5K theme. It's about five kilometres from the city. Or you can get on a free cat bus out from the city to UWA Park Run. So good spot, easy spot to get to. 
Then in the afternoon, head to Applecross Park Run around 2 o'clock, run along the Swan River, check out the city views, um, look at all the mansions, pick one that you want to dream about living in one day. That's what I do there. <laughs> um, after this, you have time to head back to where you're staying, chill out, and then freshen up for our um, themed night at the um, Captain Sterling Hotel in Nedlands. Again, really easy to get to with public transport or lots of parking if you are planning on being more sensible for the night. Uh, you're able to just pay for your meal as you get there, so that's really easy. Um, if you haven't RSVP'd, please can we get you to jump on and just give us an indication so that we can let the venue know. That would be great. Sunday morning, get up, meet at South Beach uh, Recreation Reserve at 9 a.m., for our Freedom Run, right along the Indian Ocean. There's also a pontoon there after for a swim. If you wish to do that, head for a coffee. And then the day's yours to explore Fremantle Markets or in and around Frio. There's lot to, lots to see there. Are you exhausted yet, Melanoli? <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, and then Monday, um, the 8.30 a.m. ferry over to Rotnest to check out the, the quokkas, grab a selfie, explore there. There's lots to see and do. That's the planning so far. That's excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing those quokkas. Very cute they are. And there's lots of them. Fabulous. So not, not hard to pick then, not hard to spot. Not hard to spot. Um, what I will say is that they're generally well fed. So some of them will kind of hide away from humans because, yes, they don't really need the food and the attention at times because they get lots of it. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. And we should warn people, yes, it is a very big weekend and we do have – it is on the go. We go – even though it says, you know, you can have a little rest, it does feel like you're always on the move going from one place to the other. So hence why I am going to be spending a few more days in WA after Palm because I learnt last year <laughs> that I needed a rest. Yes. After all the excitement to wind down. But but also, we have events on the Facebook page, the Parkrun Adventurer Listener Meetup Facebook page. All the events are there. Is that right, Sarah? They are all there. Um, there is also an option if people are staying on the Tuesday as well um, to go to East Perth and hire a bike and then ride around and tick off a few of the Parkruns, Burswood and Claysbrook if you still have energy for that but I know that some people will be heading home as well, but they're all on Facebook. Fabulous. And we also have a Facebook chat going, which is a really convenient way for us to get in touch with people at the actual time while all the events are happening if we need to get a message out to you for any reason. So if you haven't already joined that Palm 23 Facebook chat group, um, messenger group, reach out to Ollie and I and we can arrange to get you added into it because um, – We've learnt from past experiences that it's good to have quick comms and those Facebook chats are just the easiest way to reach people. And I think as well, Mel, would I be right in saying this is the only um, palm in terms of being a different time zone? Normally it's been just on the same time zone, right? So it'd be two-hour time change. You've got to factor that in. Yes. Two, will it be two hours? Will you it? will be gaining two hours coming. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah. So we'll come back even more exhausted though. Well, that's right. <laughs> we did have a time change when we went to South Australia, but that's oh, only half uh, an yes. hour. Yes. Yes. Then correct yeah. you're right. <laughs> but certainly the biggest the biggest time change. And yeah, look, it's it's fantastic. I'm I'm really excited to see 
those West Australian park runs. Having been to WA but never having done a park run, it is just very exciting. Very exciting. And to meet the West Australian communities. Yes. That's what I'm looking forward to. Very excited that it it's venturing over this way that's for sure and so i suppose you, you've mentioned swimming you've mentioned riding you've mentioned you know going to the um well going to Rottnest island um the fancy dress is of course a big highlight so um sarah have you got your costume ready no but i have my idea ready which it is top secret but <laughs> yep <laughs> yes, I've got my idea. Excellent. Love it. That's all right. I'm just fishing for hints because- What about uh, you guys? I'm not ready. No. You're not ready. <laughs> okay, Mel? I'm waiting for payday. I know what I want to buy. Oh. <laughs> I'm just waiting for payday. Very exciting. Yes. Yes, I don't even think I can give a hint. I, I'm going to resist giving a hint. <laughs> So does is, does the venue know that there's going to be hordes of people turning up in costume? We do get funny looks usually, but it's mostly for Tot because he's often got a mohawk. <laughs> yes, I did warn him and I um, when I booked this and I did say to the man, please don't worry, it's not an 18th or a hens or a 21st <laughs> themed event. So um, hopefully they won't be surprised. <laughs> but, you know, always adds a bit of excitement to the location, I guess. We could even drum up some business, get some extra people in going, what are these people doing? And, yeah, why not? <laughs> we should all have our parkrun business cards ready to uh, convert <laughs> the uh, local community at the at the venue. So Sounds good. Um, going back to what Ollie said, mm. for Rottnest, actually, you could chuck in a snorkel if you've got one as well. Ah, okay. Bring that over with you. Yeah. Because if you hire one, often they leak. So I would throw my snorkel. It's beautiful over there. Absolutely beautiful. Wow. No, I definitely can't miss Rottnest. Looking forward to that very, very much. And there was a day change for that too, just in case some people had originally seen it as the Tuesday. It's now mm. been moved to the Monday. Yes. Some people were heading home Tuesday. So to cater for, for most people, it's been changed to the Monday. So hopefully that helps out um, people's itineraries as well. Thank you so much for all your help in organising it. And we do recognise that you actually haven't been able to make it a palm yourself yet. So you've been organising this blind, obviously with the, the help and the guidance from the OG party planner and Tracy and Atutu. But uh, thank you for all the effort that you've put in, Sarah. You're welcome and your fingers crossed it all goes to plan. But you know what? It's just exciting all being together and in WA. So, yeah, you're welcome. Westralia. Westralia. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, look, we um, we did promise a bit of small talk afterwards, Sarah. So between now and Palm, have you got any adventures planned? Ooh. Um, just, I'm just bringing up my 5K app because I think that I do have a few planned. I am RD next week. Then I've got mm – -hmm. I'm going to head up to Durian Bay, tick that off. And I think that's actually all I've – oh, and there is a whisper of something else starting up. So, yes, <laughs> I will be going to the one that I will not name. So I have got a few different <laughs> events before then. Aside from that, I'll actually be at UWA quite a few weeks um, myself ticking off some early event numbers. Ah, uh -huh. yes. Of this – Wilson index that just never seems to get smaller. What sort of numbers do they get out there at WA? Uh, how did you say UWA? Um, oh, I, over Christmas break, I think I was there last. It was maybe only about sixty or something. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't been. I've only been there twice, to be honest. 
So hmm. know, I'd say around or less than 100. Yeah, very good. So plenty of space for us, hopefully. Definitely, definitely <laughs> plenty of space. Yeah, so, yeah. And let's hope it's not the alternate course. The last couple of times I've been there, they've been doing some work. So hopefully it's not the alternate course and we should be back to normal if all goes to plan. And Sarah, Matt will be joining us as well. Matt will be joining us. He doesn't really have an option, does he? (laughs) (laughs) Of course he'll be joining us. He's very excited. And we should also say congratulations on your recent engagement. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It is very exciting. Um, Up to engagement planning. I can't even imagine wedding planning at this stage. (laughs) Ah, right, 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 right. So, no, it is very exciting. So thank you. Uh, Well, we look forward to celebrating with you a little bit, with you both, of course. And as Mel said, thank you so much to you and the team for everything you've done to help prepare. We can't wait. Um, It's going to be here before we know it, I can tell. It will be. It's just around the corner, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having me. No worries. We shall see you again soon. Thanks, Mel and Ollie. And so very exciting, Mel. It's, um, It's a countdown. I haven't counted the number of days, but... Um, yeah, it won't be very far. Uh, so if you are still on on the fence, if you are still deciding and you fancy a quick trip to Perth or you're in Perth or WA and want to come and join us, you are more than welcome. And, of course, if you don't have access to Facebook, please feel free to email us and we'll get you all of the details. Absolutely, Ollie. But now it's mm. time for us to check in at Dazza's. Dazza's was um, at capacity on the weekend. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I, I think one reason, and it's because Dazza said it's latte day. <laughs> Dazza <laughs> is ready to make your drink of choice. What can he get you? And amongst the crowd, we heard from New Zealand. So Brett Bailey reported in and said, large flat white, please. Sorry, no photo today, which is a shame because I was resplendent in my red 50 top and red tutu and orange volley vest for our Valentine's run at Pegasus. I handed out 120 finish tokens today in cloudy conditions. Tania ran Brunner after I started him off, then back to the Flat White Cafe for Park Faf quiz and Valentine's chocolate cake. And um, heads up, Tania did share a picture of that Valentine's cake, which uh, looked delicious. It did look very good. Are you going to mm. be celebrating it tomorrow, Ollie? tomorrow valentine's day do you traditionally do anything yeah i always use an excuse to have fun mel so um yeah i'm sure it'll be a it'll be a busy day it's my it's my sydney work day so a long commute but uh, yeah when we get back we'll um at least have yeah if not a nice dinner then we'll, we'll pop out for a quick drink or something always try and do things a couple of days before just to uh, to mitigate any risk of delay so uh, oh, yeah good for you ollie <laughs> <laughs> good for you all right so next we had a milestone from yvette turner she said large skinny latte after my 100th event attended at gungalan park run including volunteering and event number 444 so it was a nelson event out there at gungalan and there f- was a photo of Yvette standing with a Corflute 100 sign. So congratulations, our 100th event attended. So I guess that is between both running and volunteering. Is that how you interpret that, Ollie? Yeah, yeah, I would say that's right, which I, I do like that way of looking at things, that's for sure. Fantastic celebration. Uh, well done, Yvette. And uh, nice way to celebrate. Dazza approves. 
now, Mel, we heard also from Holly Pleasance, and um, Holly did share a photo uh, of herself and two friends at ParkFaf after Toowoomba Park Run for event number two two two. So another Nelson themed event out there. At Toowoomba Park Run. That's right. And thanks for sharing, Holly. Now, touristing this week was Natalie Sopar, who said, Cold water, please, after a warm morning at Yang Sanctuary Park Run. This concludes my run of 50 tourist park runs, and I'll be back home at Parkville next week. Could still keep going, but have to stop at some stage. And 50 seems like a nice round number. And Natalie shared a screenshot of the 5K app tourist streak data showing her current tourist streak of 50 and longest tourist streak of 50. Yes, very nice round number to notch it up to. Congratulations. We also heard from Joe McLean, who was volleying and said, small double shot skinny cappuccino, please Dazza. I had RD duties this morning at the ponds. Love our fabulous group of volleys. We had a few last-minute dropouts due to illness and everyone just shuffled around to make it work for our just shy of 600 park runners and walkers, in brackets 592. Our photographer got a bit creative at the end today and Joe shared yeah, what was an awesome undershot of the volley team taken by the very talented photographer at the Ponds, um, which incidentally the Ponds have now made their cover photo. If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. So thank you, Joe, and thank you for volunteering. It is fantastic, and that's why it's included. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Carmel Roll came to us at Dazza's and said, Ice Latte at Starbucks after number 333 at Central Lakes Park Run in Queensland. Carmel had a photo of herself with her breakfast, including said iced latte. So another Nelson event. They were happening everywhere around Australia this weekend. Now, we heard from Val Warwick, who was touristing and said, good morning, Dazza. We were at Georgetown Park Run today, meeting up with Debbie and Bruce from Corrine Glades in WA. I walked and talked and continued to do so over coffee afterwards for more parkrun faff. Steve and I then took another walk before the day becomes unbearably hot and this time it wasn't a coffee but a milkshake. And Val posted a selfie with Steve further down and a zoomy pic. Yes, and this is your reminder, Ollie, that you <laughs> had a task to um, connect with Corinne Glade's for an interview. That's right. So that's why I included that one, just so I could remind you. Corinne Glades absolutely want to talk to you, so uh, <laughs> I haven't forgotten. Now, coming to us again this week, is that two weeks in a row? Bill Ellis, who was touristing, and he said, this week I headed to Parkrun Adventurer's Promised Land, Shell Harbour. Would I find Ollie? Driving down from Goulburn, I listened to the podcast and Ollie was unsure if he'd be running or heading to an unknown location in the north. At the start, I could not see Ollie. Maybe he was ahead of me as most were and I would see him at the turnaround. Unfortunately, no. The only thing that awaited was a massive hill climb. So I set my sights on the finish and with the great help from volunteer Brendan, who was calling out the countdown to 30 minutes, I was able to get under 30. The course did a number on me and the only drink for me was water. And I located Ollie raising the flag in Sydney. And Bill shared a photo of himself zooming. Oh, Ollie, what are the odds? The one week that you're not there. 
One job. Yeah. Um, mm. Sorry, Bill. It would have been lovely to see you. Uh, you did look particularly fresh at what looked like there was the four and a half K mark or the 4.8 K mark almost. Uh, but yeah, the countdowns from Brendan have helped uh, many a park runner and uh, they absolutely do make a difference. So I'm glad you could enjoy that and well done on that result. But looks like I will, um, I'll have to head up the escarpment at some point to say hello in return. Oh, yeah, you can go to Goulburn. That's right. I do like Goulburn. And I've got an old friend who's starting his running journey and I'm determined to encourage him to uh, to come and join me there. So that would be a nice way to spend it. But moving along, over in the UK, we heard from Karen Hurrell, who said, Hi, Dazza, tea please in a cup and saucer, flying saucer emoji there, um, after looking for aliens at Rendlesham Forest Park Run. And Karen shared a couple of images, a selfie and a second pic, which uh, included info of the UFO incident of 1980. I don't know a lot about this one. Mm. It's very interesting. I have heard it profiled before, but, uh, yeah, I need to do my research on Rendlesham Forest. Yes. Feels yeah, like we yeah. need, oh, I think I've got a sound effect for um, twi- uh, not Twilight Zone. What was that? Hmm, aliens. Oh, X-Files. Yeah, that no? one. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Mulder and Scully. <laughs> I digress. We heard from Chris Gore, who was also coming to us from the UK. And Chris said, hi, Dazza, make mine a long black and Karen will have a cappuccino. Today we took part in the Itchen Valley Country Park Run in the UK. This park run gave us a much needed I for our alphabet and I completed the Namely Challenge. Itchen Valley Country Park Run is a single loop, but if you look at the map, it looks more like a bowl of spaghetti. It is a muddy run all on trails through the woods and despite what the map looks like, it is quite easy to follow. And the marshals did a great job keeping everybody going in the right direction. We had a photo of Chris and Karen with the itching pop-up. Wonderful, wonderful. Definitely around the, the neck of the woods I need to explore one day. Keeping in the UK, we heard from Helen Davis, who said, just scraping in after stuffing my case and barely getting it closed before my flight home to Australia tomorrow. It was awesome catching up with Christine Imbert this morning at Weymouth Park Run in Dorset, which, although was an hour from where I'm staying, was much further for her to travel, and I really appreciate that. We had a great walk and chat and a good long park faff, which included a hot cooked breakfast, two coffees and cake with the event team. We were so welcomed. I would thoroughly recommend this one for friendliness. And Helen shared a collage of the pictures with Christine. So uh, that's a that's a mega effort. Well done, well, Helen, of course, but Christine for making that trip. Yes, pair of world tourists there, I believe, Ollie. Yes, they certainly are. So that was it from Dazzers. And we should say there were so many. We would have loved to have included many more posts that we received, but we had to unfortunately keep it what would we say, Ollie? We had to keep it uh, to a certain amount so that we didn't go too over time this week. That's right. But if you are on Facebook, yeah, feel free to jump on and keep the conversation going. And you'll see all the photos in the Office Ladies photo album, which will be going out <laughs> on Monday night, of course. Yes. Monday past. Okay. Now, for an OB, would you like to open the envelope? I would. I would. Okay. So. Got it here. And the OB this week goes to 
Helen and Christine. A joint OB now. Hooray! How does it always work out that we call those ones out last and then the OB comes straight after? I don't know how we always do that. <laughs> there honestly is an envelope. I mean, it's this, this isn't rigged. It absolutely is not, and it goes through a stringent process to establish the winner. Uh, that's right. Anyway, congratulations to them both. And thank you again to everyone. But, Mel, I think it's time we pause. We, we have been catching up for a while and, and covering a lot, so it's time to hand it over to Rachel, who will take us to Club Corner. Welcome back. This is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of parkrun clubs. Recently there was some social media chat about closed events, so I thought I'd talk about the one club we don't want to join, and can never plan for. The name of the club is, We Were Here. This club is open to people who have attended a parkrun event that has since closed. There are more than 430 non-custodial events active in Australia, and we have had 14 other events close their books. If you were fortunate enough to have attended one of these 14 events before they closed, then you have joined, we were here. I could list all 14 events which have closed, but there is little point, as you can't make plans around them winky face. If an event closes in the future, then your past attendance qualifies you for membership to this club. The trigger for this club is when Parkrun HQ changes the event page from active to closed. There is an intermediate stage for some events, which is when they are marked as, on hold. An event being, on hold, does not qualify you for membership in this club. Similarly, if an event reopens after a closure, you will lose your club qualification. But yay, the event has reopened. And remember, in Parkrun life, all non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for our future club corners. And it was good to hear from Rachel again, Ollie. And uh, do you have an entry in the We Were Here Club? I have just one. <laughs> just one. Is it Barrel? It's barrel. Oh, it is Barrel. I guessed. Yeah, you did. That's right. So, yeah, I understand you have a few. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I've got Ballarat. That was a recent retirement to POW. And I've got Marimbula, which is a relocation to Pambula, Pambula mm-hmm. Wetlands, I believe, Lawn Beach, which was a closure, Fair Park Reserve, which has relocated to Lewis Park, and I've got Pucker, which is counted yes. because it's not open to the public. Yeah, look, always a sad thing to see a park run go, but many of these have sprouted in, in other places. So Reborn. Mm, but... but- Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> We've got mail. You've got mail. We've got lots of mail um, through different means. Uh, so we did get uh, some mail from Brett Bailey, who Mel was uh, on the theme of big things. And I think we're going to see a common thread, if I understand correctly, <laughs> with some of the other correspondents. Uh, so Brett Bailey said, Hi, team. Another addition for the park runs with large things. Gore. In the Lower South Island is the home of Hamilton Park Park Run and is the brown trout capital. I travel there regularly for work but have yet to do the park run. And there we have the big trout with uh, Hamilton Park being two k's away. Absolutely. And do you think like I think that um, Chris Gore, Chris and – what's Chris's wife's name? 
Karen, Chris and Karen Gore need to go and do Gore Park Run and Phil. <laughs> That's right. That's Phil, right. Phil Team should Gore. go and run the mountains while the yep. others do the park run. Hmm. Yes. But we also heard from Claire Corkle via Messenger and she sent us a list of big things, Ollie. So I've done, I've been doing my homework again. You have. Mm. So this list that Claire sent firstly started with the big prawn, which is uh, in proximity to Ballina Park Run, which is 4.7 kilometres away. Then we've got the big merino at Goulburn, 5.7 kilometres away. This is the one last week I actually meant when I think I might have referred to it as a big ram. In my defence, the merino is ram, and but I did incorrectly say it was in bigger. I don't know what came into my head and made me say bigger, but there you go. Um, mm. Claire also said there is a big cow in proximity to High Fields Park Run, 3.2 mm-hmm. kilometres away. Then, of course, the big pineapple, 10.8 kilometres from Nambour Park Run. The Big Apple, which was also on Erica's list, I can confirm, is 12.6 kilometres from Stanthorpe Park Run. A Big Melon, also on Erica's list, 1.1 kilometres from Charlie's Creek Park Run. Now, Big Sunflower Painting, close to Emerald Park Run. I was a bit dubious on this one, Ollie. Mm. I thought, oh, a painting, I don't know if that classes as a big thing because I was envisaging, envisaging, oh, I was seeing in my mind's eye (laughs) that this was a painting on a side of a building type thing. So I Googled Mm -hmm. it. Absolutely not. It is 100% a big thing. It is a giant easel with the world's biggest painting of Monet's sunflowers. Wow. Looks spectacular. And I actually want to go there. So that's going on my list to go and see that. So then we had the big banana, which is 3.9 kilometres from Coffs Harbour. The Big Orange, which is 1.4 kilometres from Gaindar River Walk. Now, this one's a bit controversial, Ollie, because there is also a Big Orange in Berry in South Australia and in Harvey in WA, mm, although I mm. ran out of time to see how close the new park runs <laughs> are to them. Now, there's a Big Mango near Bowen Park Run, 11 kilometres away, and a Big Golden Guitar, four kilometres from Tamworth Park Run. Wow. Um that's a lot. That's impressive. Mm. That's impressive. Now, Mel, point of order. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, one thing I did learn when I came to uh, Melbourne last year, the sunflower, Van Gogh. Oh, did I say Van Gogh? No, you said Monet. Oh, gosh. Sorry, Mel. That's okay. Thank you for pulling me up. I don't want to get <laughs> hate mail, get my <laughs> get my artists incorrect. I don't think, yeah, hate mail for, you know, slightly miscalibrated or, or misspoken uh, art appreciation and big thing <laughs> appreciation is necessarily, yeah, going to be the case, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I even went to the Loom and saw the Van Gogh exhibition with the Sunflower Room. I even yes. went there. Coincidentally, yes. we've now got a Monet one. Maybe that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that does explain it. But thank you, Claire. Wow. Uh, should we keep going? We should, Ollie. Because Sue Keen in the comments, in the feedback to episode 322, had the big oyster two and a half Ks from Taree. And I've added some myself, Ollie, because <laughs> I was aware that there was a big rocking horse in South Australia because I've visited it in the past. Turns out mm-hmm. 13 kilometres from Charleston Park Run. Yep. There is also a big strawberry, 10 kilometres from Cobram. And I had pointed out to me as well 
a big potato. Well, I think you might have. Did you comment about the big potato last week? I, I may have, yes. So yes. I did my homework. <laughs> of <and> course. <laughs> Coincidentally, the big potato does look like a big poo. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I don't think anybody would be offended by me saying that. <laughs> but the big, <laughs> the big poo is actually 25 kilometres from Southern Highlands Botanic Gardens, making mm. it closer than Schlaber, which is 35 kilometres away. Yes, so they can Highlands have it. <laughs> Southern Highlands owns the big poo. Now, there is, I also discovered, a big bench seven kilometres from Broken Hill Park Run. Now, you found one yourself. <laughs> That's right, the Big Sphinxy, the Big <laughs> Sphinx uh, in Geelong, uh, which is uh, it's about 5Ks away, 4.6 from Baliang Sanctuary and 5.2 from Eastern Gardens. So you can go to Geelong and get yourself a double and a Sphinx. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> now, the office lady has um, an entry for the Big Things Challenge and she says there's a big lobster. Now, this is 1.6 kilometres from one of our last week's launches, Maria Creek Reserve. Also, a big gold panner, which is 4.1 k's from Bathurst Park Run and Phillip Island, Victoria's Phillip Island, has the big koala 11.1 kilometres away. And the big sundial. Just 750 metres from Singleton, courtesy of the Polmans reporting that one. And doing my homework on some of the remaining big things that were on Erica's list last week, the big rig, which is adjacent to Roma Park Run. I tried to get a distance, Ollie, but I couldn't really because it's just right there, I believe, <laughs> right at the start line. Yeah. Uh, and also Erica referenced the big chair uh, near Graham Andrews Park Run. And I haven't added that to my spreadsheet, Ollie. I had some trouble finding that on Google Maps, so I don't Uh, have a distance with how far away that one is, but I can confirm that there is a big chair near Graham Andrews Park Run. And the big bucket, Hannibal's Bucket, which is 900 metres from Ross Gregor Trail. Yes, yes. And and we were talking offline. Not not the sort of bucket we expected. Um, no. it's a It's an old dragline bucket uh, from the mining in the region. So, um, yes, it's bright red. Yes, and mm. you can back your car right up into it by the looks mm. of the photos that we saw online. So quite fancy my little car backed up into that bucket, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's in Queensland, isn't it? I don't know that I can drive that far. Well, yeah, not anytime soon. Not until I get my suspension done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've got a very big list of big things, Ollie, and I think I counted about 21 of them. Um, this is going to be a conversation point this week mm-hmm. in our socials on Facebook. So we might get some more nominations and then I think I might go through and uh, shortlist the best, the best yeah. of the best because, yeah. The big poo might get flushed. Oh. <laughs> no love for the poo? No. No, no love for the poo. <laughs> no. I understand. We could have a vote. We could even have a vote. Oh, we could have a World Cup of big things. Oh, yes. Or a poll. <laughs> Polls are problematic. We know this. <laughs> yes, mm. we do. We do. Yeah, we've been down this path. <laughs> uh, but thank you, everyone, for the big things. If there are more big things, keep it coming. The list can't be big enough, of course, being about big things. And, uh, yeah, we will then get to shortlisting. 
But Mel, speaking of big things, how's the Adventurers Club? The Adventurers Club is getting bigger. <laughs> uh, the Consolidated Club report for Saturday the 11th of February 2023 had a total of 390 members. So we are approaching 400 and 318 took part on that date at 164 locations. There were adventurers at 20 locations in the UK, two in South Africa, and one each in the USA and Singapore. Locally, we had adventurers at 39 events in Victoria, 34 events in New South Wales, 32 in Queensland, eight each in WA and SA, six in Tassie and the North Island, five in the ACT and two on the South Island. No bowling strike. Our northern tree, northern, northern tree? I think I've said that before. (laughs) (laughs) Our northern territory streak is ended. Yes, yes, but it was good while it lasted. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, well done, everyone. And uh, another big front. It was, yes, eight adventurers out at San Remo. We had Gustav and Louise Garbers, Michelle Fife, Frederick Dexter and Susan Roddick, and Susan Mitchell and Sally Gutierrez. Gutierrez. I've messed up Sally's surname, but, uh, yeah, well done, everyone. (laughs) My turn. Yes. (laughs) So there you go. Yep, the biggest frond, although I don't know that they're adventuring, Ollie, and we should say congratulations to Sally on her 25th volunteer. That's right. Yeah, thank you for volunteering. Ah, but... Mel, uh, a lot of looking back, uh, a fair bit of looking forward to, but there's still a bit more of that. What is coming up this Parkrun Day? Well, Kiwana Parkrun is celebrating a big milestone this coming Saturday, Ollie. It's their 500th event. And if that isn't enough to celebrate, if you are going to be in the vicinity of the Kiwana Parkrun, you might want to congratulate Mel Urbacher, our very own original Mel, the OG Mel on her 200th volunteer stint at Kiwana when she is uh, in charge. She is RD on the morning. Now, not only is it her 200th volunteer, but I am reliably informed it's the 10th anniversary of her volunteering at Kiwana Parkrun. Wow. OMG, OGM. (laughs) So congratulations, Mel. We hope you have a brilliant day. Uh, And I think... It's also going to be followed by a launch party of the Parkrun Party song that we played for you a few episodes back. That's right. So that sounds like a very festive day and a huge congratulation and thank you to Mel for all of her support. I hope everyone has a fantastic Parkrun day out there at Kiwana. Mm-hmm. But we have another update. Our office lady's been hard at work and has... Um, very helpfully, after uh, orders have continued for a little while, has Sweet Talk Ventu into keeping the orders open until midnight Sunday. That's midnight this Sunday, and I neglected to check what date that is, but I believe that is the 19th of February 2023, just for clarity. You are and correct. And that's a 48-hour extension. Um, let's say midnight uh, Eastern Australian Daylight Saving Time, just to be that little bit more specific uh, since we've had a bit of time zone confusion tonight um, <laughs> or today. Uh, last chance to order, everyone. So if you are interested in an adventurer's top, singlet, shirt, no more orders can be taken after then. This is your opportunity and <laughs> please be aware that anyone can buy a shirt. Yeah, you know, we, of course, hope to 
celebrate with the Palm attendees wearing our shirts uh, at UWA Park Run on the 5th of April. 15th. 15th of April. (laughs) Wow. Um, But but needless to say, it's there for everyone to enjoy, to celebrate the wonderful adventurer community. So jump on. Uh, If you do need those details, if you are after them, get in touch with us by Facebook or email. But that is shared as a featured post in our Parkrun Adventurers Facebook page. So um, this Sunday. Yes. Mm. Yes. Hopefully we will see lots of them. They are selling really well. We've been pleasantly surprised with how they have been embraced. So thank you to everybody that's already ordered. That's right. It must be the colour. Wow. But... (laughs) Ollie, next parkrun day. Yes. Things at Shell Harbour. That's right. Speaking of colour, I'm hoping for it to be a wonderful and colourful one uh, for our our Pride Week parkrun at Shell Harbour Parkrun, where I will be run directing. Uh, So I hope to balance my black and white vest with a bit more colour than that. And, um, yeah, hopefully bring the girls along too. Looking forward to that very much so. And, you know, obviously wish... Every parkrun event, uh, having a celebration and having a Pride Week event, uh, all the best to enjoy the wonderful parkrun celebration and that anyone joining parkrun for the first time gets to enjoy a wonderful, inclusive environment. Hmm. But Mel, that's been a big pod, dare I say. It's been a lot to... um. A lot to get excited about. <laughs> big. I just got the <laughs> reference. How well done, Ollie. Uh, I'd like to say that was on purpose. But anyway, anyway, uh, I suppose it's time. Uh, so everyone, as always, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That is it for another week, and we'll see you all next week for more adventures. Show you just what to do